This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Inside Scoop. I heard Tim Ambisis has been reflecting and has decided to finally dress up for Halloween. He's really going to kill it with his costume this year. Actually based on his track record, maybe he won't quite get there. Our IP live cast starts. Now. I get it. I get it. He's going to almost kill it. <laughs> and then get caught. He's going to attempt to kill it. Devil Ambisis, that is. Welcome to RIPL Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid and Darren. We are live Saturdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Only at RIPLivecast.com. Well, not only. We're also live on Twitch and YouTube. We're not only. We're we're very inclusive of Facebook. We're live on Facebook as well. That's right. Uh, and Most so... people who have Facebook are barely alive. So that's <laughs> that's a different thing. Are we on Spank Bang? No. We're not Damn it, Rob, Spank. come on. Get that application in. And of course, I, I want to mention, if you're listening to uh, the recorded version of the show, you can always send us your feedback. Send us a little note about how you're feeling after something we said to ripalivecast at gmail.com or join us in our Discord chat. Go to ripalivecast.com. Click the invite to the Discord, and boom, you're in there with us, with fellow live casters and live cast stations from all around the globe, talking about the latest memes, posting political takes, posting terrible food and good food. We have Lots two separate stuff. channels for food. We have food <laughs> and shitty food. Yes, to separate the good from the bad. Just so you know what I mean, just so you want to look at a nice... Shrimp tower or some delicious dessert. You don't want some haladiets right next to it. Yeah, like, only Rob. Yeah, we that. separate that. Right. <laughs> Rob has the two screen experience, so he can get both at the same time. Everybody else <laughs> has it separated. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it, though, with the news of the week. And uh, earlier in the week, maybe on Monday or Tuesday, uh, all these headlines on metal news publications started pop popping up. Tim Lambesis reflects on trying to hire a hitman to murder his wife. Oh, and I don't know. Nice. I feel like the the headline structure doesn't quite work <laughs> in a situation such as this. Like reflects is kind of undercutting. Yeah. It's like it's like he put <laughs> out a, going one, on. It's like a great artist that put out a, a less than successful album. <laughs> right, right. That's what you reflect on. Yes, yes. Reflects <laughs> on the critical response to such and such album. Yeah. That's a proper use of the term reflect. This this wasn't one of my best attempted murders. I've had better and <laughs> my heart just wasn't all the way in it. OJ Simpson reflects on visiting Nicole Brown <laughs> the night of her murder. Like, well, what? I mean, he put out a whole book. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did. But, okay, so Tim Lambesis. So, to be clear, you know, we, we covered this as it was in real time on the show. So you can go back. And it's crazy how long it's been. Uh, I was going back to my coverage on... Uh, of it because were you I reflecting say, on your coverage? Right? I, was <laughs> I was reflecting on my coverage and thinking about how much of my rent Tim Lambesis uh, paid <laughs> with his with his dumb actions. Let well, me ask you this question: 
if he was successful in having his wife killed, do you think you personally would have profited more from that or the no. same? Less? Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Uh, mm, no, <laughs> no, uh, less because he would have never gotten out. And then there wouldn't be the continued narrative of uh, like all of this dumb shit that's happening mm, since okay, he's been released. That's fair. He wouldn't be reflecting constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would. But like Rob's not going to do a jailhouse interview, right? So he wasn't so getting it, that content. Well, Zoom, maybe. Do they have that in prisons? Can a prisoner Zoom? I think they do now. Like yeah, ten minutes a week or something. Okay. Maybe, I, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but it seems logical. They let you talk on the phone. Why couldn't you? Maybe it's just Skype. <laughs> right. It has to be has to be shitty. You can't, yeah. it can't be good. Good quality <laughs> video. That's that's a good compromise. Yeah. Also, he uh, wouldn't have set himself on fire, Rob, probably. If he was <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like there's all that fun stuff. <laughs> and also he wouldn't have had the thing with the lack of steroids. And I guess that could have been happening. No, anyway. that would have forever been an yeah, issue. It might have been even worse because he wouldn't have been able to have the plastic surgery later. But we'll talk he about. might have been able to escape by like tying his tits to the window bars and <laughs> climbing down like Rapunzel style. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of amateur Photoshop artists as our listeners. Somebody. <laughs> Rob, what if uh that what if Tim Lambezis was in the somehow just by coincidence in the same cell with uh bitch tits from your camp? Oh no. <laughs> and they just made a, a tight braid oh. of tits to climb down. <laughs> what what is more likely is that one of them would try to like get past the other one to like use the toilet or something and their tits would get tangled. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they'd need to get the the guards in to like untie the knot knotted tits. And then the guards would have like a like a meeting somewhere next the next week. Like why who thought to put these two tits guys <laughs> in the same, same cell? This could only make problems. Can like someone's just, responsible for this. Let's let's find the, the the prison guard who killed Epstein and have him cut off these guys' <laughs> floppity tits so we don't have to deal with this shit every week. You think well he, he does? doesn't have the floppity tits anymore. He cut him off himself. Uh Lembies. Yeah. Well, that's because he got out and he was able to do it. He right. would have done that in prison, Rob. Mm, you're not old- Taking oh, this journey with us. Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. well, By the way, if I would have told you like five to ten years ago that <laughs> Tim Lambesis would have something in common with Richard Pryor, would you ever believe that? But they both set themselves on fire. Yeah. It's like the but last I mean Lambesis person... did in a way less fun way. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Which, he's course. a way less fun guy. Yeah, it's true. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I'm looking now and this story broke May 7th, 2013. We are nine and a half years. The murders, the arrest, the arrest. Yes. His arrest was on May 7th, 2013, nine and a half years ago. I'm blown away that we're almost at the 10 year anniversary. I know there's a 10 year box set, 10 year rockers react. (laughs) Oh my, well, that's that's the <laughs> void you need to fill, Rob. I, and I have to say, now that we're ten years in, this story, uh, like, really took metal injection to the next yeah. level in terms really? of traffic and like. Authority. Oh, like now, I said, for I'm not all surprised. of 2013, he paid my rent. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like, this is my take on this. I'm not surprised that it was a popular story. I'm not surprised that it did very well. 
I am a little surprised that it was that much separated from all the other sensationalist stories. Let me explain you. Let me explain why. Because this was this this was the type of story where a lot of you know metal is a lot of niches and sub niches, and you know people don't necessarily read a story about a band they don't care about uh, or about a genre that they don't care about, but. This is a story that you don't even need to be a metalhead to find interesting. It's just like soap opera gossip. Tabloid, yeah. So you it's got total... non-metal fans to read this. Exactly. Yeah, like, so metalheads would share the story. And, you know, if a metalhead, let's say, to put it into context, would share another story for Metal Injection, which would be either a funny video that we did or any other piece of news, their non-metalhead friends are just going to scroll past the story. But if they see frontman of a band arrested for trying to murder his wife, they don't care what the band sounds like. They want to be like, what the fuck is this? So it was that it's it's a unicorn of a story (laughs) that is that falls into this. Like, I I mean, you know, this is a little gross. I I fully, (laughs) you know, obviously the topic is a but it's a general interest story. And this it wasn't just one post. This was a narrative that went on for years. It, it even and like just the trial, like every little bit of news for the next four months would be the most visited story on the site that day. Or, it's or like that week. it's like if a unicorn used its one horn to gore somebody. Horribly and missed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still outraged that they even tried. And the unicorn has bitch tits. Shark Kitty One says, "Can't wait for all the kids to romanticize Lampesis. It's already happening. It happened yeah. like a week after he was arrested. Yeah. Like there was victim blaming, and even when he uh, got out of jail and reunited the band, and they, in my opinion, completely mishandled the return of the band. People were already defending him and said that you know he did his time." What more could he do? You know, like, 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 how could he, you know, whatever. Uh, so, and, and it, it was funny how uh, initially the band, you know, uh, they had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, their initial statement was, we're trying to get as many answers as we can as we can. And right now our thoughts are with Tim, his family and everyone else affected by this. And it's like, <laughs> Should you not be they probably didn't like his wife either. I guess No, <laughs> they did like her. They all quit the band because of it. They, they all stood with her at the trial. Uh, so when so when you say that the kids are going to romanticize Lambesis, is that like is he the new uh, Kurt Cobain of this generation? Well, he's still alive <laughs> though. Right, that's where he screwed up. <laughs> Maybe he could be like the Charles Manson. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't or even Gigi think it's like, like we're going to uh, we're going to watch. So he was just interviewed on a podcast, and uh, it was Frankie the first Palmieri? time he, st- he uh, no Chris oh. Garza from Suicide Silence. Uh, wow, which, so it's yeah. two, it's on both sides, it's former live cast guests. Yeah. Well, uh, Garza was never on the live cast. Oh, uh, but which, some so, people so from his band were. Yes, but yeah, you know, of all the members at Suicide Silence, when I first met Suicide Silence, he was the most introverted, and now he's the one with the podcast. So it's it's really funny uh, how things change. When is your he's episode? He's a good host. I, I have yet to be invited, but 
I'm available, Chris. If you need me <laughs> to fly like out. Does he like wrestling? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think he does. Uh, yeah, but uh, so just as a quick recap, I think the best way to recap what happened, uh, why don't we look at the Taiwanese news uh, <laughs> animation that came out at the time that he was arrested. It, I feel it's like the best way to just like quickly recap. I, I want to preface this also by saying this was like a some some uh, at, like service or web presence that would do this with every story. Like that was their gig was they just made animations of every weird thing that happened in news, correct? Yes. Like that was the joke. Yeah, and again, this was a big enough story that it reached <laughs> that level of of news you know like like cnn was picking up the story and, mm -hmm. and big outlets were this is a, this was international news tim lambesis the lead singer of metal band as i lay dying was arrested in california on tuesday for allegedly attempting to hire an undercover detective to murder his estranged wife the heavy metal singer allegedly told a man of his gym on April 23rd that he it's wanted Andy to Samberg. have his wife killed. Why is he talking to Andy <laughs> You should have known right away that, that guy works for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's a difficult cop. For him to see their exactly. three adopted look, at, look at their interpretation Lambert's of his tattoos. tried to hire an undercover detective. He believed like was a Thai, hitman. Thailand handing writing. over an envelope containing $1,000 in cash, his wife's address, <laughs> and the security gate code. Lambesis pleaded not guilty to solicitation of murder on Thursday Boo. from behind a glass partition in a courtroom packed with supporters. <laughs> the rocker's attorney claimed he had no intention of harming anybody and was the apparent victim of a setup Love this by the man at the gym. So that was it. Oh, that wasn't as good as the other ones, though. The yeah. Addiction. There but, wasn't uh, much to the story when they initially uh, reported on it. Uh, I love the tie writing on his arm, though. That's so great. It's like, I want uh, eight pounds of steroids and two orders of pad key mal, please. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Damn it. Uh, and so, and, and before we get to the interview, I do want to read this one little bit in, in reading about the story that I don't think we ever covered initially, which was, you know, his estranged wife, his ex-wife, uh, Megan Lambesis, uh -huh. uh, she never really was interviewed or discussed this. Her only public statement, was, which, you know, as is her, I, I totally understand. Don't trying get me to wrong. keep a low profile so in case you yeah. lose mind. To <laughs> yeah, she, exactly. Like, she has no social media. Uh, and uh, the only public statement she made was at his sentencing hearing. And I don't think we went over this. She said uh, she was saying during her uh, statement that Lambesis, Tim Lambesis' behavior changed in the months prior to his arrest, that he had bullied her. He had become, quote, dangerous. And reading a prepared statement, she claimed her life, quote, felt as fragile as a, as a piece of paper that could float away at any moment. Little did she Ma know. Megan explained to the court that Lambesis texted her the day before his arrest asking for his children's social security numbers. He has to borrow some bras, too. <laughs> he, he's tying up some That's loose ends. <laughs> uh, she now believes he was fantasizing about killing her in advance. Oh, no. Quoting a favorite line from the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Total Recall, 
where he shoots his wife and says, consider that a divorce. <laughs> so I, the way that's written, I can't tell if he quoted that or she quoted that in her speech. Right. Like that. Which is it? So I, yeah, like I, I want to believe that he said to her, consider that a divorce. Cause or, like, or- wasn't he <laughs> in a Schwarzenegger themed like side project? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so it would make sense. Yeah. That he would say that, but then maybe that's what got they bonded over when they first got together is their mutual love of Schwarzenegger movies. So then maybe it was her that was saying that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was her that was saying it. Uh, I believe so. There's no video of this? No. The, the statement wasn't filmed? No, we have it. No. Remember, you can't grow without burning. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me do a quick. But I, I did a search before and I couldn't find it. Now. Nothing Sad. going on. Uh, but uh, so it is it is pretty so eventually though, weirdly, the rest of the band forgave him. Well, I know why. Money. Money. It's an audio but, medium. But Why don't you use your words? All right. By making the hand symbol for money. He's making the <laughs> Jewish you. stereotype uh, hand signal. Yeah. Wait, is this audio coming through? No. no, not really. <laughs> He's trying right. to ASMR of being greedy. <laughs> Rub your beard on the mic. Maybe that accomplishes mm. something. Don't uh, turn me on. Sorry, don't do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right. Uh, <laughs> so eventually, now only chance. the drummer, only the drummer is left in, in in the band. Everyone else left again. They were tired of a shit, which I think is pretty great. So he went on this Garza podcast and unprovoked. He brings up the the sitch. Mm. What well, what was so, the question like? How what have you been doing in your? They're talking. Time? Well, uh, they were talking about his faith because you know at the time he had, he had uh, lost his his way, oh. and he was right. being uh, so he was talking about that, and then through that transition didn't because he was so lost he was having these thoughts. Uh huh. All right. Of murder. I get it. He, so, so his faith, he's, he lost his faith. That's why you don't murder someone. It's because you have good faith. Some yeah. people. Right. <laughs> so also, I do want to also say, like, as we watch this, it's very clear he is either continually having either plastic surgery or some sort of cosmetic work done to his face. Uh, yeah. But his face looks very puffy, Botoxed and fillered. Yes. He, he looks like one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. He looks like he did when he was bloated from steroids, but the rest of him is not bloated from steroids anymore. Yeah. So can I, I also like the Mitch Lucker rest in peace artwork. Just about to reference this. Can you take the fucking Mitch Lucker thing down while you're doing a podcast? Like, can just can does your whole identity have to be the guy you were in a band with that died? And it's like another guy. Well, this is one of his best friends. It, it's it's I just understand hanging in that. his Listen, in his studio. If it was hanging in his house or something, it's fine. But you just a bad look. It's like you can't think about anything else while you're trying to do this podcast with another mm, musician. I look at it as there that he probably feels like he owes all of his success to Mitch and that he's always wanting man. to pay tribute to him. I don't know, man. That's a bummer. You really want like what if this guy tells really? a joke now or something? You know, it's all right, it's Tim Lambesis, but let's say <laughs> he has a, he has another guest that's actually funny. And he tells a joke, and I'm like, start to laugh, and I'm like, oh, that guy's dead. Like, I just, it's not a good, it's not conducive <laughs> to, to having an interview. I think. I don't know. 
I just for me, it's just like a walk down live cast memory lane right here in this frame. He got sure. the pieces. He got the guy that from Suicide Silence that we had on the show that died then. Oh, it's great for us. Yeah, I'm, just for his, yeah. I'm trying to be his program director. A bit. <laughs> so bummer. let's let, let, let's let's see. Uh, and, and I want to point out this is 45 minutes into the interview, so he's nice and loosened up. Oh boy. Oh, from Jin. No, from what? You know when when. My world sort of fell apart. Like, you know, um, you have this person you talk to every day. You know, uh, so some people say it's God. You know, I mean, other, mm-hmm. another religion might have a different name for it. You know, whatever. And some of you wake up and you spend however many minutes or hours in the morning talking to this person. And all of a sudden, hours. Not a part and of he told me to kill my wife. Your, your... <laughs> well, no, uh, he, he, his wife, when he stopped talking to him is when he decided to. Well, that's what happened. He'd wake up every morning and talk to God, and his first question would be, God, is this the day I should have my wife killed? And God would always <laughs> respond and say, no, not today. And then God stopped responding, so he was like, I guess, guess today's the day then. I guess. <laughs> and then God was pacing around on the cloud, and he's like, I know I fucking forgot to do something. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then oh, that's shit. how God <laughs> fixed it, by then making the hitman an undercover yeah. cop. That's the best I can do, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. T-Tam says... Religious people really do believe if you don't have faith, there's nothing stopping you from murdering. If you don't have faith in God, you have no morals. And I do. I got to say, I don't think they really believe that. I think that's like a backwards engineered reason why their stupid shit that they believe in, like, has to make like it's they need a reason that it's not silly in like today's world. So they say that if you don't do it, you're going to murder. They know. I mean, they're not. Most of them are intelligent human beings. I mean, they know they, they, they just have this shit in them. So they have to say that. They know it makes no sense, I feel like, on some level. I they know if because if you if you bring it up to them, well, would you be murdering if you weren't religious? And they most of the time, well, not me. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Fair. They know. Is there Hello, more to the man. video, Robert? You're literally like, like best friend, mm-hmm. you know. And then you've also, I've also lost that deep connection with my bandmates, and I went through a divorce, and mm-hmm. you know, everything was changing in my yeah, life. I bet you did. Um, and what I didn't know what was really important to me at that time, but I think, and, and some of the stuff I'm not even really able to technically talk about. So uh, I'll just say it, say it in these terms that for any person who's Let's just say a person is a father and they're they're confused about what really matters to them in life. Mm-hmm. It becomes obvious to them oh, that everything <laughs> else in their life can change, but being a father is still their identity, is still what's most important to them. Mm-hmm. And so a father's relationship with his children, if everything else in his life changes and goes away, that's the one thing he wants to protect. Do you think Tim Webesis has any shirts with so my mindset? No. And I want to uh, point out he's he's trying to say like he's trying to say that uh, he initially started feeling this way because he lost custody of his kids. Mm-hmm. But I want to point out as I was reading Megan Lambesis' statement, she said that after the divorce, while he was taking care of the kids, they would constantly be like get in some sort of trouble because he wasn't actually looking after them he would like pass out while watching them and he only had like 10 hours of visitation a month and he couldn't even handle that so it's like this is total like male posturing of like i need to be a dad i need to do this for my kids it's like no you needed to do that you're a fucking narcissist you needed to do it for yourself right like he's he i I, and i 
<laughs> Sorry, I had like seven thoughts <laughs> come to my head at once, and I, yeah. I tried to blurt them all out. Uh, <laughs> I'm constantly blown away but by how he continually tries to push off responsibility for his actions. Right. It happened from the moment there was the guilty uh, uh, verdict. I don't know if you remember. I remember. Uh when there was the guilty verdict, all press immediately published an interview that they conducted with him like a week before, which was his only interview. <laughs> uh, Black and crustacean says Rob got distracted when he said male posture. <laughs> uh, his alt press interview was unbelievable in how much he was blaming, how much he was victim blaming for his actions at the time. He was putting it all on his wife for being like a bitch and whatever. And like saying these really fucked up things uh, where it's, it was impossible to sympathize with him. Now, clearly by now people have talked to him and, and explained why that's not a good way to go about things like you look bad. So his new thing is to just be like, Oh, it's my desire to be a father, but it's such, it's total bullshit. He had no desire to be a father because when he had to be a father, he wasn't there. And what kind of a father, what kind of a father takes their children's mother away from them? Like, what? you know what I mean? Like, if he really was a father, how could he think that the, his kids' lives would be better with their mother dead mm. than, like, any other way? Well, he thought she was a bad mom. All right. That's, <laughs> That's probably. She flushed his steroids down the toilet. Yeah, there she imagine what she would do. She'd flush their Ritalin and then they'd fail in school. But Rob, you're right. Like he just uh, he just talks in platitudes. You know, that's even yeah. when we were discussing this, like, you know, yesterday, planning out what we're going to talk about. And uh, I was like, is, is this an interview or, or white snake lyrics? Because it just sounds like the most cliched. Yeah, like way of talking about life. Like he just has all this enormous life experience that a lot of us will never dream of having, and yet he's got the most mundane, like basic bitch way of just looking at thinking about anything. Because I'm sure deep down fucking... inside he still thinks he wasn't wrong in what he did. Mm -hmm. But sure. he, he didn't want to admit that and it so was he... him that was wrong that he was manipulated into feeling this way and right. and, and hiring this hitman. And all, his initial right. plea was not guilty. Right. Well, I think you should hit on the the main point, which is that he like he has learned nothing from this. Yeah. He's learned mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. If the circumstances presented themselves again, he might do it again. Like if he was no oh, no one else in the world knew what was going to happen but him with future knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think he would still do the same thing. Maybe be hire better hitman, you know what I mean? Like maybe like do it more carefully. Yeah. But not I don't think he has learned that what he did was wrong. Uh, and I was, I was wanting to make another point, but I forgot. So let's just go back to the, <laughs> the, uh, the video. Okay. That was, I don't care what changes or goes differently in my life, but I want to maintain what's most important to me and almost like the singular fixation on, on what was most important to me, regardless mm -hmm. of how that affected anything else in the world. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a little bit vague, but that's the best I can really. So okay, he's literally saying yeah. I was being selfish, regard like that. that he he's saying it, but in like a meatheady philosophical way. <laughs> he's saying Fairly. I wanted what I wanted, 
and I didn't care who else it affected, including his fucking children, who he's saying yeah. he just wanted the best for. He didn't care how they would be affected by their mother dying. Uh, Quick Man Cometh says, I have friends in that scene that still ride for that dude, companies that do merchandise for that band, and it sounds like it just boils down to how that band made them feel at the time in their lives. I agree with you. There's a lot of people that were like really big fans of this band and just can't like it excuses all the, all the actions and you could still, the music could still have an effect on you, but you recognize the person doing it as an asshole. See Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, you're muted. Sorry. I'll go one further than you and say like, cause Dave Mustaine is a shithead with some, lousy views but i mean he didn't try to murder anybody (laughs) what i would say is my comparison would be michael jackson because michael jackson made up the soundtrack of my life until i was like 12 to 15 years old Mm -hmm. or more and that actually had a real emotional impact on me when he was found to be a child molester so i i i equated to that like and i i i still hear like a michael jackson song in the fucking walgreens or something and I instinctively just like get nostalgic. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Like I think of good things and I'm like, wait a minute. No, like this, I need to personally cancel Michael Jackson, but it's hard. Like I understand that, but you know, I, I, I can never see myself being a staunch defender of Michael Jackson no. ever. I could see myself like instinctively because music is a, a, a primal thing, you know, like you could, I could see myself instinctively just jamming out to a Michael Jackson song and then catching myself. I could never see myself like Michael Jackson's a great person. How dare you? Which I see online all the time, by the way, like people defending him, which is crazy to me. There's so much. I mean, it's so much, you know, open and shut case to me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the quotes. Really talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, obviously fast forward, you know, when shit like all we have as outsiders is what we see on on TV. Yeah, we're like the person that we least expected. I've shared a bus with you in all all over Europe, damn near across the ocean. And you didn't kill anyone's wife. I know who you are, Tim. And I had well, maybe Cliff killed Cliff Burton with the bus. Oh no, (laughs) his wife had a similar haircut. (laughs) Accidentally, it was Cliff Burton who suffered. Oh. Being back with my parents, I'm watching national television. There's and there's Tim, and depending on obviously, no matter only you fucking know what exactly would happen in like a very tight circle. But 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 when when you're an outsider, what are you saying? I'm saying, relax. Can I? I I realize we're picking apart very small things here, but why does he have a Russian ya on his uh, mug where it's supposed to be his name? What is that all it, about? It's his tribute to corn. Oh, okay. You've explained it. I've seen the light. Mindsets that, that you could approach that is, you know, okay, he, he fucked up or you know, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with Tim? Yeah. I mean, to say he fucked up is kind of minimizing the situation. It's not like fucking up is like, oh, I broke this very expensive thing or, you know, like, oh, I missed a birthday. This is a little more than just fucking up. But okay. Yeah. But I understand. He's saying he was a close friend. And, but like, yeah, again, this is it? another person that needs to like 
justify why he's still friends with an attempted murderer because mm-hmm. he clearly has chosen to still be friends with this guy and he needs yeah. to make that be okay in his mind he needs to reconcile it somehow so that's the gymnastics he's doing yeah and it's not like he's doing this uh interview like adversarially like i could yeah. buy that you know like hey we used to be friends i don't i really can't i despise what you did but come on and i'll talk to you i'll give you a chance to air your views in the interest of the fact that we used to be friends mm-hmm. yeah, no he's, he's not he's just... avoiding those interviews because yeah. like yeah. people like jamie Josta have said that like hey you know if you uh, he he will not do that uh and so of course he knows this this is a safe space because they are friends outside of the podcast mm-hmm. he's just going to where the softballs will be lobbed at him yes yeah, yeah. you know i i saw uh I, you know I, I just saw like a dude in his early 30s and he was broken for all all the reasons that you just pretty much laid out on, on the table very 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 clearly and people could go listen to this whole thing again and listen i mean it's very clear i'm gonna listen to his wife and we're not i'm like man what that's what I never under like 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 for these people that make excuses for him. It's like, well, what about what his wife says? What about what she went through? <laughs> should we yeah. should we not have? She's you know, not like, in a band. Gonna, what yeah. has she done for us? That's she has long hair, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not <laughs> anymore. What happened to Tim? Yeah. Like like holy shit! But I make knew, it easier for somebody to catch her. Yeah, we were just based on the time I spent with you. You know, I, I, I've had a long thought process. Before the I, conversation, I exactly what I, I, I think of you, which why you know we're you know we're we're uh, talking, and that was like <laughs> what was like Tim, like what was that like, man? I mean, I never been incarcerated, like like what like, what was that like for you? Yeah, oh, poor I mean, guy. I think my my thinking was ordeal. so isolated into my own mind and like disconnected from. Um, yeah, you don't say. System that, uh, <laughs> I didn't really. Well, me and my cellmate bonded over our bitch tits, so it was really cool. <laughs> I think he means he was isolated in his mind before he was in prison. Oh, oh I see. Realized how much I had lost myself and who the core of who I really was. Like, you know, it's like I was just one person for most. I just never realized until just listening to him talk now how much he looks like Curtis Axel. Did you notice that? He looks exactly like Mr. No, Perfect Son. Oh, f you! <laughs> so my life. And, I thought that was a dead-on comparison. Um, you know, I had this very isolated, different type of mindset, and then and then mm-hmm. have since returned to being, you know, much of who I was the um, earlier part of my life. Plus, of course, the added perspective of everything I went through. But, but, but now, thankfully, I'm much back to the narcissist I was earlier in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> with the added perspective of I did nothing wrong. I was able to recover mm-hmm. that when I lost. Um, my sense of like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know really how, how to describe it other than to say like I, I, I lost myself. I lost my way. And yeah, yeah no shit. I sat That's there the in a cell right? being like, how did I become this person? This is like, it like kind of blew my own mind. You know what I mean? Ah! Um, <gasps> you should have done it's that cool. rather than try to kill your like, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. We just need to extract that part. (laughs) But uh, uh, what I wanted to say is like, he's again absolving himself of responsibility uh, here by saying like his immediate previous actions was not him because he was outside of himself and being like, who are you, dude? This isn't me. You know, like he's already forgiving himself. 
without at all having the reflection of like, why am I like this? <laughs> you know? Uh. <laughs> and it's like as as the oh, mental oh, cloud kind of like the fog like went away and I, and I can see, see clearly it's just like oh, okay. there's so obviously a thousand better ways that I could have <laughs> uh, gone through a divorce or a thousand better ways that, yeah there are only uh, a thousand wait, what are the worst ways that you could have yeah. 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 successfully yeah. killed her yeah one one worse yeah. way yeah <laughs> just one worse way that, that is literally the worst way to deal with it right yeah. like like what i guess the, yeah. the an even worse way would be to also kill the kids like right. yeah what, i guess what yeah. could possibly be more worse he did like the fourth or fifth worst way possible <laughs> being bad at killing someone i think there's a typo here but i like i like uh, shark kitty what thousand better ways he could have spent a thousand dollars I can't believe a hitman only cost it. So was that? No, it like, was the down payment. It was oh, the down payment. Right. I was gonna say like maybe uh, there was just the, the guy's not really a hitman. He's pretending, so he made up the wrong number, like Doctor Evil. You know, <laughs> did it work? No, I think one thousand dollars. I believe. <laughs> I believe it was ten grand. So it that was ten percent low to take payment. a human life, doesn't it? What what, and, what do you think it should be? I, you know, I haven't really thought about it, but I don't know, <laughs> 50 grand? I just, my initial reaction is that seems so low. <laughs> Shark Kitty, it was a BOGO deal. <laughs> yeah. He guy found was, it on Groupon. The guy was trying to push it on him. He's just like trying to make money. He's like, you, the kids, the kids, if, if you, you refer a friend and they buy a murder, the third one free. <laughs> How are the kids? Shitty? Are they all right? They're all right. They're cool. Okay. Uh, all right. Band, I'm, I'm, band members? This is, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not making any accusations, but what if the friend that he referred was this guy from Suicide Silence who wanted to bump off his lead singer? Oh, stop it. Pushed stop. him right off the motorcycle. Okay, come I, I really don't feel comfortable <laughs> where, where these jokes are headed. Let's leave the Suicide Silence jokes out of it. Let's He's focus the one all of our, poster let's up. focus our ire on Tim Lombezis. Thank you. Fine. Okay. Not Hector Garza? <laughs> Not Hector Garza. Hector Garza Sr. Hector Garza's uh, dad died earlier. Oh, this no. Sorry. Humberto Garza. Rest in peace. I don't know what you're talking about He's anymore. A I was making a joke because there's a wrestler named Hector Garza. Ah. Dust Dusty Rhodes Muffler made that joke. Ah, okay. I wanted to put it slip it in somewhere. If I wanted to be, you know, close with my family or if I felt mm -hmm. that that burning of a father who felt, you know, <laughs> I think I, I can talk about, vaguely speaking, you know, any father who loses his children, there's a burning feeling of just like, you know, I'll do anything to fix this or to make this right or to maintain this relationship. You know? Or except I'll just kill actually, the person who's mad yeah, at me. I'll do anything except for actually hanging out with them, showing them attention, paying attention to their interests. Anything that doesn't require me to better myself, I will do it. Yeah. It's like the Jonah Hill gif where he's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, him. I want to point out, based on how he's talking, clearly there is some sort of NDA aspect to this where he's mm -hmm. not allowed to talk about his wife and kids. Because well, how does that he, work? Well, it, it's just in the uh, settlement agreement or whatever. So he just signed something that he agreed he can't publicly talk about. Yeah, which makes sense because it's like he could get a book deal and profit off of this whole thing, you know? So she doesn't want. She probably her lawyer probably put it in writing that he uh, he can't in any way profit off the name of her or her children. I'm assuming. Fair enough. Based on how vague he's being here and and, and what he's saying.
Can we get him to sign an NDA that he's not allowed to talk about anything anywhere? That would. Be- <laughs> yeah, seriously, they should just be like any lyric he writes is v- in some vague way about the, <laughs> the the attempted murder, and therefore it can't be released. Because like those lyrics are so vague, you could say it means whatever you want it to mean, right? Yeah. So you're a great point. Good plan. Let's implement this. <laughs> no, um, but just because you feel like you would be willing to do anything to um to maintain what matters to you i think you would have been a good hermit monster and you... the zombie <laughs> <laughs> he's got the voice and the dopiness for sure Lily. <laughs> grandpa sure those are your best options and that's so clearly sitting there thinking in a cell like wow i could have handled this a thousand different ways and like the fact that <laughs> In my mindset, I thought at the time this was the best way to handle the situation. Like it blew my own mind. It's like how how did I even think that? Like, and it, it just was shocking, you know. Um, and there's really no. It's just so funny to me that it took getting into the jail cell for him to wake up. You know, right. so not speak. the not the indictment, not yeah. the arraignment hearing, not this any of the trial. Just well, like, I guess at the so. indictment, he was he felt he was being set up by this whole thing, like like he was manipulated into hiring this hit. Man, it blew my mind. <laughs> this whole trial blew my mind. He's, he's got quite a way with words, this lyricist. Really, no defense or no way to. Does to, he write the lyrics to the to song take away too? what I did? Other than yeah, that, you know, thankfully there was actually no true uh, physical harm of any kind, you know, and and I think that. Um, and knowing that I have, I'm relatively young. I have the rest of my life to, How nice. to demonstrate Thank to myself oh, beyond other people. Thank um, good. Had lined up a few more high. lives like a shooting. Also, gallery. you know, you know what's again? Here's what's so fucked up is like. Thankfully, there's no physical harm. What about the mental harm? Yeah. You know, like what about what about the harm that your fucking kids are going through now? And like your. Uh, their mom has to explain why they're never going to see their dad again. Yeah, I'm what still about the that. trauma? What about the trauma of these poor police officers that had to arrest one of their fucking heroes? Yeah. <laughs> these poor guys. They go through for, so like, much. Two days probably didn't listen to "As I Lay Dying" because they felt bad. They go through. So and then much. they were remembered that they also beat their own wives, and then it's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they gave he gave them tip like basically inadvertent pointers on how not to kill your wife to do it more carefully. I got to say, I've had, like, I, I'm still traumatized by, like, my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend took my Beastie Boys ill communication CD <laughs> and never gave it back. Imagine if she tried to kill me. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> how that would, like, be, be processed by my Like, brain. how much more traumatic would that be than losing ill communication? 1,000 times more. It would be the 1,000. It would blow worst, your mind. It would be the 1,001 <laughs> worst way of doing it. Yeah, possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. isolated dark thought process in my life and if that is an isolated dark thought process over the course of 30 40 50 years you'll you'll see that but i can't prove that to anybody you know you're already proving it's a lie based on how little responsibility you're taking for your actions yeah. based on how you're finding trying to find any excuse trying to paint yourself as this heroic figure who was just trying to do it for his kids like fuck can I, you. Can I also say, based on this screenshot, it looks like he's on the RZA podcast. It does. It really is the mug. <laughs> like, why does the RZA have the fucking Mitch Lucker photo in the background? What's going RZA on? RZA gets better guests than this. Yeah, definitely. 
Megan appeared on the prison. Like, hey guys, I'm changed. I'm 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 good. You know, like yes. you know, they have to say, hey, here's here's who you were for 32 years. Here's this this dark period of your life, and here's who you are for the next 20. I, I have the I, Mitch Lucker poster years. also oh, sort of looks like if Tim Lambesis didn't do steroids. Yeah. This one could have been you, buddy. <laughs> it's like the mall punk out, version. He says, I have at least 20 years. So he thinks he's going to die when he's like 55? He's so going to fall least. into some more fires between now and then, Rob. You never know which <laughs> one might be the last one. Yeah. Oh, he's 41. He keeps going to those beach events. Yeah, note to self. Avoid shoreline at night. <laughs> These cut-off sleeve shirts are very flammable. Yeah. Maybe Avoid the sleeves were burned off. Is that possible? Avoid Metallica pyro. <laughs> it is interesting from this angle it does not look like he has the bitch tits though well, he's, yeah, he's, well, he's out in the world now he's got it tight again yeah he prob- probably had some lipo let's be honest well he, I think he did yeah. actually he, he that was in the in the court documents not in those well, cheeks like, you know what maybe <laughs> maybe he really did change maybe incarceration really did like it could be one of those you didn't change it off the up. only thing you changed is your fucking your pitch is better that you realize that you don't look you don't you look like too much of an asshole blaming your fucking wife that's the only thing that's changed you're still a fucking asshole you still yeah. haven't realized what you've done fuck you no fuck him also yeah. you you could really see the botox right here with his eyebrows <laughs> up well, look at there's this big fat deposit and then his cheek right next to it. So there's like two big like, lumps like right enough. there. Yeah, right? Like this is these are the fill. But like I'm saying like right here you could see where can you see my mouse? Yeah. That's where the, the needles for the Botox went. He looks like Mickey drag Rourke. Out of drag. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Mickey Rourke 10 years ago is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And in 10 this years he'll be Mickey Rourke now. <laughs> On Drag Race UK right now, there's a bearded drag queen that has a puffy face. It's almost identical to this. <laughs> well, Rob, well, confirm, please. I don't yeah, know I see it. Name, but... I see it more than Curtis Axel, for sure. <laughs> I feel like it's very, very acceptable for a drag queen to have Botox. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like the oh, standard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go for it. But this is a little, the, it makes it The weird. vocalist of As I Lay Dying, not so much. <laughs> actually helped an individual you know yeah. maybe i'm one of those rare cases you know but i have 20 years to prove that and so i'm not in a rush other than to be myself and let people oh, no. see that slowly over time and um yeah i mean i, mean, I, I, I love I that he's it. not in a rush to prove he's not a fucking psychopath thanks buddy yeah, yeah we could tell hate talking about it in any kind of contextual way because i feel like it might come across like I'm giving excuses. I'm not. I'm just telling people the context mm. under which these things happen. That's it. I'm not excusing. I'm explaining. Yeah. And uh, it's such a, a, a terrible time for you because you you're, you're oh. already, it seems like you didn't have a foundation like you could talk to someone to help you with, with the thought he's process. He's a grown fucking just, man. We're acting know, like he's an abused 12-year-old. Like, yeah. You have no choice. Show me on the doll where you, you know, tried to shoot your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking sell. I mean, mm-hmm. All you have is you and your feelings and your thoughts and all your unprocessed feelings you have when you're five years old. Show me on the doll how you didn't buy ball. dolls for all your you kids. have. So there's, there's <laughs> to, to to process stuff. Um, like, <laughs> were you thinking about your your band members and what and what and what they were dealing with? Oh my god. Um, I mean, uh, what about I what your wife was a lot dealing of time with? Before my sister. is there possibly a less well-equipped person to interview this man than the person interviewing this man? Like Jesus Christ, yeah. check him to see if he tried to get anyone killed. I mean, he's like, oh, he's no, so sympathetic. Well, I, I'm assuming. Oh. 
I'm I just said check. If he didn't do it, it's, he's fine. <laughs> I'm assuming Chris didn't ask about what his wife felt because it's probably explicitly off limits. That's the only right because it's so there. It's so there. He, he's clearly not mentioning her at all. She hasn't been mentioned at all. He would only say a father and their children. Yeah. He would never say uh, my children or or my ex-wife or whatever. Uh, my ex-wife. Trying to communicate with them to some degree <laughs> to say, hey, guys, like I won't be able to communicate when I'm gone, but I, I, I can communicate now. I, I'd love to sit down face-to-face -face with you guys and talk. Mm -hmm. um, there was a brief conversation that I had with, with Jordan during that time. Who? And uh, The drummer. You know, it was very... Uh during a very like traumatic time where it was just like an emotional sort of like blur to me. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very short. And, um, you know, so I'm not saying that there was absolutely no communication at all. Uh, there, there was, uh, I mean, it I, was I, Ill. I, I couldn't even tell you the conversation. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty short and it was like right after some of the events CD, while I was on yeah. house arrest waiting. Oh, um, uh, I think that's, that's basically it, but let's see a little more. My sentencing and stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, my sentencing and stuff. You know, I think the <laughs> the essence of, of what he wanted to say was, "Hey, I showed up. Like, I don't have anything to say. I don't even really know how to process this, but I showed up to like, you know, to be here for a second. And mm -hmm. and then after that, he he never really talked to me uh, ever again, um, <laughs> including largely after my incarceration when we were performing together as a band. We never really, you know, addressed or talked about it." between him and I, you know? And so it's weird after all these years, I haven't talked to Jordan in um, like over, over a couple of years now. And um, he's still on the band. And I think in the aftermath. Is of he that, really? He's like, I want to perform in the band again. But I think when it actually came time to it, I don't, I don't know if he knew how to process, not just things with me, but just so many things in his life. And um, oh, some people's, um, this is trouble. Trauma response it's not about is him. to shut down. And they just, mm -hmm. they just avoid, you know? And I think that's, largely been his response mm, so great to talk about other people's um, trauma you know and wait 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 wait. so you're saying this person that he's talking about right now they're still in the band together this is the only guy still in the band everyone that else that is so is fucking weird that he's saying this about him mm -hmm. that is so fucking weird i agree I'm talk about like do, do they get and him on the phone now and have like a confrontation like where is this going no i'm probably more so closer to that side to where it's like I'm never afraid to talk about something. I may stumble on my words. I may not have, I may not even be able to articulate perfectly, but I will keep trying and trying and trying. <laughs> Here, so Tim, we I'll very, explain very to you what your drummer is going through. Try to imagine the self-loathing you must live with on a day-to-day -day fucking basis where you are forced to work with this reprehensible piece of shit attempted murderer and you want to leave, but you know that this is like your best path to like a career and to like a money to feed yourself and your family. And so also you it's something really... you've sank 20 years into yes. already. So you're sort of like a prisoner of this and you have to coexist with this piece of shit. And every day you wake up hating yourself that you're like enabling this, but you feel like you don't have a choice. That's what your drummer's going through. It's not other things in his life. It's all because <laughs> of you, you fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> probably. Come on. That's fair. Oh, in that regard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your your band is became more of of how they. Yeah, everyone, especially like processing like like that. So they keep so using these therapy even, terms like so, processing. It's nothing to process. They just fucking yeah, just hate gonna, you, I mean, the like legitimately and righteously. Like, okay, yeah. But obviously, there is there is some. Uh, it's been processed. There was a point where, like, they started it's easy. to 
come back around time yeah you know and, and and how and how was that for for you well so for me it was a different story with everybody and i'll just give two very polar opposite examples jordan's whole thing was to be avoidant you know to like if i mm-hmm. a- after my incarceration um i spent a year working as a case manager at an addiction treatment facility um doing group therapy as well and stuff like that and <laughs> can you imagine this guy leaving time, a therapy jordan many times yeah. i'd reach out to him um like two and a half months later he'd say oh by the way i got your message uh just calling you calling you back but then we wouldn't really talk to this so so weird it's a really weird avoidant situation weird. Like, i don't know where he sits Perfectly now on the other end of the spectrum you had uh phil who's a very direct communicator and i never it's have phil, to worry about him the guitarist um okay. not on the bed being anymore. mysterious <laughs> by the way said, phil's hey, whole marriage uh fell apart because he rejoined the band and uh, Dusty you know Rose Muffler like, says about Garza you... needs a Mons to hang up on. <laughs> 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 oh my you God. know, you, you spend you spend two and a half hours waiting online. Then this is what you talk about. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. I want to hear. Cool. I just want to see this next cat. This next subject is the discussion and rehabilitation. I'm guessing the discussion with the band. I'm just curious a little bit about this because this is what, like, I don't understand how the band, I mean, I understand why the band forgave him, but I don't understand why the band forgave him. Now, eventually you did, uh, you did eventually come to an agreement that, okay, we're all going to sit down and talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, that was, that was rough to watch because you could just see like, like the hurt. Yeah. You see how hurt <laughs> everybody is. Yeah. I mean, Nick is just, I mean, this is on his face and uh and nick not in the band me, Phil have a first person common, to quit and i could tell how hurt he was just by looking at him only because i i he's like we're both like everyone around you is guitar players and, and how does that make you from feel? people saying hey it's weird to me that you guys just put out one song and then didn't address the elephant in the room and we said mm-hmm. well dude we don't know how to do it like there's not like a statement we can give as a band so yes. we're just gonna put a camera up you know it's like very emotional to think back on. Oh my god, he's crying. Uh, are you, you sure know, that's not like Botox sweats? You're wrong. <laughs> well, he's he's actually not. There's not producing any tears uh, because of the Botox. Wait, <laughs> this is unreal. You know, but it's crazy. You guys all <laughs> sat and talked. It's, yeah. It's so crazy. I just want to point out. I want to give context here. They just teased, "Hey, there's going to be a new Azalea Dying song," and then. The tease was, oh, who's in the band? Who's in the band? And then they just released the video, and it's all the original members of the band. There was no statement. There was no nothing. There was no explanation. It was just like, look, here's our video. And and for him saying, like, to, for him to be like, oh, there was nowhere to talk, I'll tell you why. There was no outlet that wanted to give them the platform to talk. Well, did he say there was nowhere to talk or what? Were, or there was nothing to say? There was nothing to say. Oh, you're right. You're right. There's nothing to say. We're just like, how can you say there's nothing to say? All of your fans well, have been waiting say? for we, the reason that is happening is because they want money. What else we, is there we'll to say? say? Like, <laughs> they can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We and we hadn't um, done the album at that point. We hadn't worked out all the details. We just, you know, we felt like yeah, there was Tim's some not the best at working. Saying, the- hey, it's weird to me that you guys <laughs> just put out one song and then didn't address the elephant in the room. And we said. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, we don't know how to do it. Like, there's not like a statement we oh, can we don't do know as a how band, to do it. so yes. we're just gonna put a camera up. You know, it's like very emotional to think back on. But, <laughs> it's so it's weird the- that he's smiling and then crying. <laughs> he can't like, do anything. Like it's emotional. Like what? 
Remember that so meme fucking of, weird. Like Lindsay Lohan doesn't change facial expressions. That's Tim Lembezis also. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> but it's like, good God, his muscles are frozen. You know, he's gonna <laughs> be raw because we're gonna be Rob. Healing takes a lot of years. Ah! Man, you're right. If Tim oh Lembezis shows up in Rob's little uh, square on this video, I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> you know, for for all the guys and you, and you have this all this history with each other. You know, you got you guys. You're were best friends at some point. You know, just 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 playing music, and now and now you're at a table, just like talk like talking about something that talking about attempted murder. Crazy. Yeah, I think there's a certain expectation of people when they come out of incarceration. You put them in a very very traumatic situation, and you say, "All right, I want you to go be locked up and treated like an animal for you know oh, three years in state prison." Sake. There's and not a tear on him. Is, Look, what a horrible <laughs> thing happened to you, Tim. I can't yeah. believe they treated you like an animal. I want you to come out and just just act and be and convince everybody close to you that you are healed in every single way. And it's like, that's not possible. You know, like, I'm not going to sit here before my bandmates and say, hey, guys, I did my time. And because I did my time, you I barely did any time. Way. How long no was more he to work out It was like life. two and a half years of an eight year sentence. Like, that's just not the, our, our system is not rehabilitative, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Rehabilitation is possible, but it's from mm -hmm. the love of uh, friends and family and people who are close. That I oh, it's everyone else. It's, really yeah, it's for yeah. everyone else. It's not for me. Everyone I lined up to be in a shooting gallery. Those people are, are necessary to the healing process. Jesus. Uh, into the post-incarceration process. I have, you know, I work with a nonprofit that I help, help co-found because of that. Um, because I think that's where the rehabilitation really truly begins is not until somebody's actually out on parole. Wow. Yeah, we, we don't really know what that process is. Actually, you know, we do. How, There's like, a lot about uh, like, like a success <laughs> about prison rate. reform. Can so this video be uh, provided as evidence that he's breaking his and, like, parole? Because so he's like you... assaulting my ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> and my eyes, honestly. Uh, um, Tim, you're a very rare case. First smart thing this guy said. Struggle in the system their whole lives. You know, There's the you know two-thirds recidivism rate, guys that are going to end up going back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the irony of those statistics is that because of those statistics, what are you um, fucking search tanky and now you know, shut we the fuck think up? That that everybody is a repeat offender, but it actually goes into classifications of like what type of crime it was and all these types of things. Yes. Um, you know, and then so then with California as an example, we have overpopulated prisons, and so the federal Gosh. government mandates. Yeah, Dusty said like Garza needs to do time for his interview. Yeah. Um, I agree with on. that, and that's my personal opinion. People think uh we can't be defined by our darkest moments you know we, we I, that, that's so unfair than what i mean we're all human no one no one has on the that, next oh, episode of you the know, garza no one, podcast no he's interviewing the head of the like uh oversight committee the house of representatives oversight committee they're gonna get really deep into that stuff oh cool <laughs> I, that, that'd be amazing <laughs> to me if his whole podcast was just him interviewing people he has no business interviewing and he has no idea what to say or do for the whole time yeah. I just, I mean, you guys are humans, man. I just understand on a human level. You guys are just humans, human beings trying to feel. Also, you know, yeah, trade like, deficit. <laughs> people, people don't understand the trauma of being in, on the house. Yeah, game. he's gonna get like the <laughs> CEO of Ben and Jerry's. Like, it must be very hard to like make ice cream, man. It's just like a human. And thing. then the Israel lobby came after you for supporting Palestine. How did that feel? <laughs> <laughs> like imagine really, really terrible things. You know what I mean? And yeah, and I also met some people that that 
not, never got caught for in, insanely terrible things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, yes. and you can tell a person's sincerity. Of course, there are very, very manipulative people out there, you know, but like, like you. Oh, you can yeah. Tell, you know, within a, a certain, I don't know, I'd probably say within 10 minutes of talking to somebody, if you address some of those issues mm-hmm. and yes. see how they respond. He's, this is a fair statement. You, you're not convinced with... enough in those 10 minutes, then watch them for 10 years. You know what I mean? But like, but, oh, wow. Same. You know, Excuse me. But I've watched you for 10 years and these 10 minutes and, so, like, and can, I've made up my mind. You know, yeah. If, yeah. Say, nothing's, um, nothing's changed. 10 years from now, you, you know, I, I have some per- sort of repeat offense and do something terrible. It's obviously clearly not. Your Does this video count as something terrible? I deserve a second chance. Is that I proved them wrong and but but for me, like I have nothing but confidence in that. Like yeah, I am tell. finally the person in life that I want to be, and it took me a while. <laughs> oh my god, god. just right now. So happy frustration. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, even this past year and going through COVID, a lot of stuff. Lot <laughs> Dusty Garza has worse follow ups. Oh, he also said, "Get this guy to be the new host of the Daily Show." That's an improvement. That's an improvement. Yes, man. I I just I've repeated this so many times, but. I think Dusty should Somebody be a hates me and They want to keep hating me. Yeah. Like yes. they're wasting their effort because just I mean, if they sit back and watch, it's it's gonna just time will tell. You know, everything comes out in the wash, as they say. You know. Oh fuck yeah. you! Yeah. Oh. Well, Sam, just uh, I mean, all, all you could do is keep going. Yeah. yeah all you, know, you could do is uh, keep trying to kill your wife. A lot of well, that's not like, true. You could uh, stop uh, and just blow his head off. That's one thing <laughs> you could do. That interview was like one step above Brian Fellow Safari Planet. I feel like. <laughs> no, that Brian Fellow is fellows. more combative. He's, he one, he challenges the guests once in a while. That's a good point. Garza's right. not, not doing anything like that. <laughs> I just meant in terms of inanity of the question. <laughs> yeah, the, the yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that was uncomfortable and horrible. A fun ride down uh memory lane. Um, it's evergreen. Like I never get tired of watching or uh, seeing the cringe of his life. Yeah. He seems to be doing uh, great though. Oh yeah. What? Except for his happened. tear ducts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Quick little palate cleanser. Here's a, a some kid rock lyrics from a, a, a movie a kids movie uh, osmosis jones now you now some people say my mind blown i'm cooling like a snow cone my cell phone i'm pagey can't call me just page me young ladies young ladies i like them under age see some say that's statutory but i say it's mandatory my story ain't that complex what <laughs> what what is this? What? How? Osmosis what? Jones. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Is that shocking uh, anybody? And that was the know. what was that guy's name? Joe C. The little the little person mm-hmm. that used to be. Yes. Wow. Cool. What's going on, Warner Bros? I mean, the guy looks up to Ted Nugent. Are we surprised? Yeah. By yeah. Serious. Well. <laughs> Fair, but to put that in a cartoon, damn, that yeah, that well, is I mean, actual grooming. But I suppose this Jones is like an adult cartoon. Not that it should be in any movie, <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying it's like it's not like a kids movie. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, it's whatever. Is it an Eddie Murphy? No, it's uh, Chris really? Rock. Okay. Chris Rock. Oh wow. Chris right. Rock is the the head the the lead actor, voice damn. actor. 
pretty good. It's all right. It's good, except for the, that me not remembering the statutory yeah. rape song. Uh, but uh, I guess I didn't notice that at the time. Will Smith should come out now and say that that's why he slapped Chris Rock. Everybody would be <laughs> on his side retroactively. But he said, uh, "Keep my so is his wife underage secretly, and we just didn't know." Maybe at that time. No, I guess she wasn't. She's pretty old. Eh, never mind. <laughs> but he, Will Smith, has a daughter. That's true. Good point. As a father of a daughter, he stood up. <laughs> Good for him. Very heartwarming. <laughs> Men who don't have daughters uh, do not believe in women's rights. It's typically right. true. <laughs> the only way you would is the three of us don't believe in women's rights. We're, we're not fathers of daughters. Yeah. Some women, some men who do have female daughters, uh, they uh, they do not like women's rights. It's also true. Uh, Shark Kitty, only women's wrongs. <laughs> women right? Am I right? <laughs> Speaking of uh, a person who believes in women's rights, Dan Crenshaw. Oh boy. Uh, as it, well, you know, it's it's uh it, it's that it's voting season, election day, a few weeks away. Big I cannot midterms. wait! Can't wait! It's such a big day in our country. It's a, it's the most important election of our lifetime, right? Uh, this and so uh, hold on, am I did I not paste it correctly? I didn't. Give me one second. So Dan Crenshaw has a new ad. Where he is uh, shouting out uh, other Congress people in Texas that he's giving his uh, endorsement to. So here it is. And here we go. Oh boy. The mission has changed. Just oh, that no. part right there. Oh no, he pulled up his eye patch. Uh this is the part where I'm like, this is this fake? Is this oh. not a real like but no, so for our audio listeners, Dan Crenshaw famously has an eye patch. Uh and this fucking dipshit, performative dipshit, is doing it because he lost it in the in the war. And I think it was like, hey, he barely was in the war, but he lost it because he's a fucking coward. I like winners. I like guys who get out of war with both their eyes. Okay, thank you. Uh, and it can't, hard to dis, hard to disagree with Trump on that one. <laughs> uh, and and famously rose to national prominence when right after being elected. Uh, Pete Davidson made some jokes about him on SNL, not mentioning, as far as I recall, that he was one-eyed. No, I think he and did. Then ha- he did? I, I forget what it was, so. but it was I remember like- the jo- I remember the jokes were not at all about his eye. The jokes were about how he's a shitty fucking politician. And then he had to go and apologize to him next week on the air. Yeah. Gross. And uh, anyway, That's so here funny. he is. Here he is raising the eye patch and <laughs> There's like facial recognition coming out of his fucking busted eye. And, 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 and the machine says, I can't recognize an eye in this position. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, sorry. He can't use face ID on an iPhone, I guess. The mission has changed. So weird. The situation is more dire. There's a crisis at our southern border, and it's getting worse. Is it? The Little Mermaid is black. <laughs> <laughs> These sounds. 
It's time for a new generation of leaders. Sesame Street has a gay puppet. Notice all these women are Latina. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Listen, look. Trump got Join like 35% of Latinos or some high number. It blows my mind. It blows my, because these a lot, Latinos. Because Latino is not one of course. amorphous thing. Like It's like different groups of people, and a lot of them can't stand each other, just like in the United States. White people mm-hmm. don't all fucking like each other. Yeah, A lot of Latinos hate the immigrants that are coming over to the border. They're like, yeah. I came in. I filed a fucking form. I did a citizenship test. Why don't you motherfuckers uh, have to do that? So that's their opinion. That's their like stance on it. So they like the fucking Republicans. Yeah. But also the Democrats are doing the same shit. Like, so like, can you really, it's just like, it, it blows my mind. This is the most important election of my lifetime. Just want to make sure, <laughs> sure I say that. Hashtag girl. <laughs> that's Dan Crenshaw. And then, uh, Darren, uh, what's this uh, Hebrew street performer? That, uh, Say yeah. again, what? This Hebrew street performer that you linked us to. Uh, Hebrew street performer. I don't know. Uh, David Kerner. Oh, that guy. Oh, it wasn't in Hebrew. It was Yiddish. That's why you threw me off. Oh, okay. I just saw this guy who was singing a parody of La Bamba, uh, <laughs> but it was about building a sukkah. Oh, on no. the Jewish holiday of Scooby. And this is him performing in the subway, and the video is sideways for some reason. This is how he presented it. <laughs> Love that he has freedom on his guitar. But then I was looking around at his songs, and a lot of them are like anti Palestinian. Oh, no. Shocker. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Hamantashen. Hey, Mr. Hamantash. I bet you that's what that is. He's got the colorful suspenders. It's a little like Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> like if Richard Dreyfus hey, had a stroke. Mr. Hamantash, play a song for me. It's Purim, and I'm sitting at the Suda. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Mr. Hamantash, play a song for me. Good rock and morning. I haven't had a chance to like dig through this. Uh, th- but here's here's the thing. So this is the worst kind of parody there is. It's where you take a song and you just decide this is the good song to use. You don't evaluate it in any way, and then you drop <laughs> things you care about into the song that no one else cares about in the world. It's the worst <laughs> kind of parody making. Mm-hmm. But look, it no got him on our from- podcast. Wait, you there's a Shana Tova song. Oh, Here we go. Very, very delightful. Ooh. Right by the kosher On fish the market. This is where I saw him. On this actual corner? This exact corner. Oh, I'm wow. assuming he's there a lot. This wasn't that day because he has different clothes on. Just been listening to way too much Bob Dylan, all right? That's no. <laughs> really. Do something else, buddy. Something in the last 50 years, at least. Next time you see him on that corner, you should spot where he's got his camera set up and just run by and grab it and just jet. <laughs> and then just oh, like, toss it in a trash can three blocks away. 
How long before he tries to have his wife murdered? Oh, like maybe he already did. Maybe that's why he has to set the camera up on the street. She was always somebody holding the camera. She was like, get a job. You're standing on the corner <laughs> singing about shut it over. Mr. Humantashin is the man that she left him for. Mr. Humantashin. I could go buy a Humantashin at the bakery. I don't need to hear a song. For yeah, well, yeah, when was the last time you brought me a Humantashin? Yeah. You can't afford nothing, you bum. Go make some money so I can have a real Humantashin. <laughs> Yachayim toy schmuck. I don't know if I ever said this on the air, my mom. My grand my grandmother once told us a story about some couple that they knew, where the woman's uh, the wife's affectionate or or like her critical like lovingly critical name for her husband was Chaim Toichma. His name was not Chaim. It was like calling someone Joe asshole. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Chaim Toichma, and Toichma means a dead dead penis. <laughs> What? Toit means dead in Yiddish. <laughs> wow, interesting. So then it became a thing with my mother and I thought, because that was my mother's mother. My mother and I thought that was so funny that it kind of became a running inside joke with me and my mother that someone did like made made a dumb driving decision or anything. We call him Chaim Toitschmuck for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chaim Toitschmuck, what the fuck are you doing? Tim Lambesis is a regular Chaim Toitschmuck. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely, maybe yeah. literal with all the steroids. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> uh, Dad, you were also mentioning that you were on uh, some public transportation earlier this week. Well, I was going to yeah. bring that up because my song choice is related to that, so I was going to do that at the end when we oh, okay when we do that part. Okay, okay. wanted to make sure we got to that. For uh, sure. Also, big news. Uh, I know we have a lot of Five Finger Death Punch fans oh, no. to listen to the show. But Ivan Moody, who is the oh, fan, no. has announced that he's going to be doing one more record. Oh, thank goodness. With oh. Five Finger Death Punch and then retiring. I was walking on eggshells hoping he would do that. He's just going to do the poetry full time? <laughs> the children's books with the art, the finger painting art. I just <laughs> imagine like they're so rich beyond words, he doesn't really have to work anymore. You know, he doesn't yeah. just love the music. He doesn't love the fans. He absolutely does not, because this is a uh, totally a uh, boy band, essentially, like a, a metal boy band. It was put together. Really? And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like when you say boy band, like you're kind of being taking liberties with it, but it was assembled by the studio, right? Is what you're saying. The la a label assembled yeah. or a management group assembled them. Huh. And then they had a bunch of writers come in and kind of create the sound for them and, and all this. It was. Uh, it had to happen organically. No, it's not like they wow. fucking toured the. They were all from other bands in LA and they were brought together because they're reliable musicians and they got a, a big uh, push behind them. So, like, it was wow. assembled in the same way as a boy band. Like, they weren't marketed, though, as like having sex appeal or anything, right? Right, yeah, that, that's how I mean it, in the sense of everything was already determined initially without their input. Ivan Moody's sex appeal is self-evident. It doesn't need to be marketed. <laughs> and the thing He's is, it's there. like, as, as much of a celebrity as Ivan Moody is, the name of the band isn't Ivan Moody and the Five Finger Death Punch. The name right. of the band is Five Finger Death Punch. They're going to get a new frontman, and they'll be fine. You know, you like it, pe people don't fucking give a shit. So he's not saying the band is ending. He's just saying he's leaving the band and he's okay. He's retired. 
He brings yeah. nothing to the band. Like, I could do that. I'm not a great singer. I could do that shit that he does. Bad company. You know, what the fuck is there? There's no talent there. So, I mean, maybe there's a talent to staying on key. You know, maybe, all right, fine. Like, maybe. Does he do that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds good enough. You know, it sounds like a song. It doesn't sound like the bottom of the barrel music. It's just mediocre and dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a talent to that somewhat, but it's not, like, irreplaceable. Are they still like run by the label or are they their own self contained no, they're entity like, now? Well, it's the management company, but they're they're far more in control. They're far so more now they actually write their own music and lyrics and stuff and make creative yeah. decisions. Okay. Yeah. The so maybe you won't get has left five finger death punch? Yeah. I don't so think never. he writes the lyrics though. I believe Zoltan Battery. Oh. I said, I'm sorry. I, said, I, I played that over you. What were you That's saying? Uh, can Zoltan sing? Maybe they just let him be the singer. And they could have all the anti-vax, anti-mask videos and songs. And he could go yeah. hog wild. This is just way yeah. too metal in this, this this episode. This is too much aggro, like dick, dick holding, like, I don't know. So now, quick man come and said Tommy Vexed is going to take. Island oh Booty. my God! Too, I over, I can't allow that on this show. Sorry, no. He Tommy absolutely Vexed. won't. He absolutely won't. Uh, uh, they don't like him. He's been like oh. essentially excommunicated. He's on his own. Well, who doesn't like him? All the members of Five Finger Death Punch don't like Tommy Vex. Bad Wolves were managed by the same management company. By Zoltan was one of the guys that managed Bad Wolves. Uh, okay, so, so that's their and he he got kicked out of the band because he was started doing all that maga shit. But isn't Zoltan sort of cool with that stuff? Yes, but he knows how to rein it in. I think he wasn't doing Zoltan isn't going around talking about George Soros and right. all that stuff. All right. Like he, I think, he lets I think a few there's a, clip, you know. well, no, and I don't I don't think he's anti-Semitic. Zoltan Bathory. I don't. I, don't I think when that. you get when you get when you're in Five Finger Death Punch, you have to know how to like. Or any band like that, like you have you you, that's the kind of band where some of your members like that shit, like right wing stuff, and a lot of others don't, and they just like the music, and you gotta like put some in so that you can. It's like a marketing formula. Mm -hmm. You gotta slip some of it in and know when not to go full, full crazy. Yeah, because you still want that broad based appeal. So mm -hmm. they, I think that's Zoltan okay. is Fair. good at that, and Tommy Fex is not good. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about our Spotify playlist every week. We each pick a song and uh, we throw it up on Spotify and something we call the RIP, a live cast music break. And Darren, why don't you go first since I already uh, spilled the beans? Well, so the, so the story you were referencing was that, uh, I was on the train and there were two, I would say if I had to guess 15 year olds, who were, um, first of all, this is a pet peeve of mine. When people first listen all. to music, first of all, <laughs> that when people listen to music on the train without earbuds or anything. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't know how this became a thing. It's everywhere now. And it's mostly young people. It's not like boomers who don't know the etiquette of like. It's you know, weird. Yeah, it's definitely just young people. I feel, and, and also like young people watching TikTok now. Yeah, too. yes. Like, a it lot started. I feel like it all started 
my first irritations of this was when people would just take a phone call on speaker on the train, mm. which I'm just yeah. like, we don't all need to hear your conversation. And then it evolved into the music. I don't know what's worse if they're playing the music out of their speakerphone or if they have headphones on and they're rapping at the top of their lungs. Along <laughs> the music. Yeah. Like, I can't decide which is worse. And sometimes I think, you, that, I think the rapping is worse. Sometimes it's so loud in their headphones that you can hear the actual song as if it was. Oh, my God. Out. I hate that. Uh, but anyway, regardless, these people, the two 15-year-old boys, were playing uh, Fleetwood Mac. And it wasn't like a Fleetwood Mac song came on or anything. It was like a playlist. All Fleetwood Mac, all the top singles. And I remarked to Robin Sid over a chat that we have that uh, this is both horrifying and uh, life-affirming to me. That First, that they were blasting it, but, but on the other hand, that they had good taste in music. And Sid Im immediately said they don't have good taste in music because Fleetwood Mac... Is fucking mom rock and it's terrible. I, and I for, uh, for a fifteen year old today to be listening to Fleetwood Mac is not good taste in music to me. Uh, I understand where you come. A fifteen year old in nineteen seventy eight listening to Fleetwood Mac, fine. But now, what, come on. What are the alternatives in pop, current pop music? I feel like everything is worse than Fleetwood Mac currently, almost with a few exceptions. But at least it's of the time. It's worse for us because it's not aimed at us. It's aimed at those 15-year-olds, so it should be great for them. I just don't – I don't I, – I, I, something in me, like, says if, you, if they're seeking out older music, that's a good thing. I know most of my peers when I was 15 did not do that, and I see a lot more of it now. But just, like, what kind of light – like – when you're 15, you're like angsty and you want like aggressive you like what kind of life are you living as a 15 year old that you want to listen to Fleetwood Mac? Like well, I maybe, can't even wrap my head around it. Maybe they're not angsty, Sid. Maybe they have very good good lives and they can just listen to music sonically because this they're so happy. Going to hell in a handbag. Because <laughs> they're not because they don't hate themselves enough. We are doomed. <laughs> but anyway, they don't have to hate just, themselves. Hate something. I actually do like Fleetwood Mac. It's like I like them as well. Turning off your brain music. It's not like it, it, full engagement music. It's like something I could put on the background, and I like it. And they have lots of different styles. Like you could put on one album, and there's like a psychedelic song, and there's like a pop, like yacht rock song, and then there's a blues, you know, like heavy blues song, which is what I played today called Rattlesnake Shake, which is this bl heavy blues song about jerking off. Because oh you can't get laid, uh, which is really cool. That, literally... Okay, if the 15-year-olds were listening to that, that would make sense. They were. They were listening God to all the – one after the other, the, the, the singles, the highest – And I, I will say, like, I I, I don't think, like, Fleetwood Mac is a shitty band. It's not for me, okay. but I appreciate what they do. I think the thing that is the biggest, like, mental block for me, I just can't get into the vocals. Like, uh, Lindsey Buckingham's voice or, like, Christine McVie's voice. Stevie Nicks, fine. But the other yeah. two, I just, their vocals kill me. It just sounds so dated and, like... I understand your point there. When I was a young kid, one of my friend's moms, like, listened to Fleetwood Mac religiously. So I so have it, like, connected to just, like, bomb music. I can't, it like, I can't, <laughs> I can't bridge that it's gap. Funny. But I appreciate, it's I acknowledge that they wrote, like, hugely beloved songs and they have good, like, song craft and all that stuff. But it's just I'll not for me. I also want to say you almost got me in trouble, Sid, because I was in class uh, Friday, mm -hmm. yesterday, and I and this had happened before, 
And I, for some reason, oh, we, I think we watched eighth grade as a class. Oh, like, love that movie. Watch it privately, and then we come to school and discuss it. And we had uh, the uh, music supervisor from eighth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. why we watched the movie. Was a really cool guy and had like so much shit to say. He like stayed for like 50 minutes in the class and just answered questions. Like it was a really nice. cool class. But like it came up that like kids listen to for some reason, kids listen to oh, there's a generational divide between like closer and closer ages of kids, like a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old are way farther apart now than they were hmm. like years ago. Okay. And I said, and I mentioned that story. And I mentioned mom rock because you put mom rock in my head, which I don't think is an insult. I like mom rock and my mother <laughs> listened to Fleetwood Mac. I see it as reverent, you know, and, uh, uh -huh. I, it's a good thing. The teacher, the professor is like a middle-aged uh, mom. And I think she took a little, she's like, I like Fleetwood Mac. Well then, a, yeah, and she's a mom. So doesn't <laughs> she, isn't she proving my point? But, yeah, but I just don't want to offend her because I I really like the class. I think she's fucking great. And I but I had a, I stayed after class on the Zoom call and I just was like, apologize. I want to no, not to apologize because I I stand by what I said. But I just said I love Mom Rock and I love Fleetwood Mac and I love your class. And I hope you're not mad at me. So, oh no, it's such a pleasure to have you in my class. Like it was a very heartwarming, <laughs> touching moment. So nice. All right, good. Uh, so you almost got me in trouble, but then you didn't. You saved it. Very good. All right. Sounds like you're Tim Lambezas and Sid here. You're the one that got yourself in trouble there. Yeah, I take partial blame. I, he put the. He put the. You're right, Rob. I. I. That's a fair point. I. He put the phrase in my head, but I produced it from my. You're mouth. the one that did. The, yeah. Speaking of I, which, check out the Garza podcast next week when Darren will be the guest. I will. You're right in front of a gigantic fucking Mitch Lucker pee into his uh, existence while overshadowing anything. It's I'm like saying. the tattooed angel on his shoulder. Yeah. No. Don't kill your wife. Just hide her motorcycle helmet. <laughs> that would have been the way to go. Course. It's the way to go. <laughs> Why does he sound like uh, Ralph? Or he's not an Ralph, angel. Uh, he's a little angel now. He, that's he got to have a little sweet angelic voice. He sounds like the smart kid. What's his name? He's a baby Mitchell. Or Chester the, the smart kid from, from The uh, Simpsons. Oh sure. Oh, what was his name? Martin. Nate. Martin. That's it. Uh, why did I want to say Nathan? I <laughs> anyway, uh, my pick is Frontline Assembly. I, I continue my journey of hardness, of industrial, of goth with Frontline Assembly. And uh, there's journey a journey of hardness. Industrial. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's also <laughs> your grinder history. <laughs> and uh, I'm digging them. FLA are pretty, pretty rad. They're right up there with KMFDM and Mystery and all those enjoying it so i picked killing grounds sid what did you pick i watched a documentary about the seminal all girl punk rock band the slits earlier this week that's streaming for free on amazon prime and i was never really you a can't huge call them that oh the slits the slits i'm sorry what did you think i said sluts oh my god well, i'm sure that yeah. word is used in the documentary numerous times i, I think that's a tip. uh well, go ahead. i was gonna say i don't think they can be seminal because isn't that word like come all right fair <laughs> Touche. But uh yeah, I never really got into them. I always appreciated like what they stood for and who they inspired, but I never got too deep into them. But the documentary was very interesting, and I picked one of their more punky songs from their early days before they got all like dub reggae influenced. It's a song called Split. It's a live version by the Slits. 
It's a good, fun song. That, Bro, that was my choice. Oh, by the way, RIP this week in honor of Tim Lambesis is, stands for Reflect in Piss. Uh, I know you're wrapping up, uh, but Rob, have you ever talked about Electric Call by ST Tam? No, I don't think so. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Google it. Like a band or something? Looks like, yes, it is a band. Oh, it's a German band. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, he's going to talk about it next week. That's for sure. Yeah, that'll be the playlist (laughs) song next week. This looks, oh, my God. (laughs) I'll, I'll look into it and get back to you. Is this better or worse than Einstrasenden Neubauten? Probably worse. Oh, I've been getting into them, actually, uh, because some of their, you know, the new stuff is a little croony, but if you go to, like, the late 80s, early 90s, they get past the Blue Man Group stuff and actually do some cool industrial stuff. So it's fun. The Uh, Blue Man Group croons? Well, I, I don't know if you, we talked about it. Like, their early stuff sounds like Black Flag meets Blue Man Group. And then their newer stuff just sounds like old man crooning. Like it's not like, like it's that. Rammstein. So it sounds completely different. <laughs> All right. How about um, uh, 808 State? You like them? No. I'm but... just announcing electronic bands from the 90s that I know of. <laughs> but I'm assuming they use an 808. So that's amazing. And I will absolutely listen to them. Hey, let me know what you think. I, I love the 808 drum machine. Because all I know is the name. Drum. I just I have a, a catalog of, of different bands from when I worked in record stores mm. all through the nineties, and that I've never heard a second of. That's one of them. Although Einsters and the New Bouton, I had heard before. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to. Uh, we also have our, our top livecast fans of the week. I want to mention our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash RIP a livecast. Five bucks a month gets you. Two bonus episodes a month. We just posted one up. What, what was the bonus episode? Theodore Rex, was it? Yes. Yes, we did a watch along of the brutal Weepy Goldberg. Weepy Goldberg. <laughs> she's, she's in that movie. Weeping Goldberg sued into forced to be. That's my favorite the meme, the Weeping Goldberg meme. <laughs> um, Anyway, the movie is terrible, and we had a really fun time roasting it. You can watch along with us. What do we do at the top of the month? My memory has the monsters. Me. Yes, yes, right. we did a roundtable discussion. Yes, about the monsters, which was not a good movie. Our discussion is far more entertaining than watching the actual movie. Just listen to us rant about it for an hour, and we have two years worth of episodes. We have dozens and dozens of great, funny, hilarious, timeless bonus episodes in there. We have watch-alongs. We have inductions into the live cast meme hall of fame where we revisit some of our favorite funny moments and topics stuff like are you that. okay i'm getting a little burpy uh to catch my breath and uh, i want to mention of course so that's five bucks a month if you want to throw us an extra fiver you get to be a top live cast fan and that means every week at the end of the show you get a shout out which is right now and I'm going to do the shout out as Tim Lambesis uh, wronging these people and re- not really apologize. Okay. And, rem- and remember that he can hardly move his mouth because of facial. <laughs> oh. Yeah, get yourself all puffy. And so I would say, uh, Eric, you know, I was looking outside of myself and I couldn't believe I punched you in the face. Uh, Benjamin, I was reflecting about what. I did when I threw El Duterino 
and then R into you. And I figured, you know, that wasn't your fault, Benjamin. That was Sam I am's fault. And we all got together and <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional about it, but I put on Mindy Mayer's kippah and I said, you know, Jander, you need to take a look at yourself. You need to look at your suits and you need to realize that we need to find God. Hmm. And God is Rabbi Kanushik A. Justin. It's it's weird. I don't see any tears coming out. Um, I'm getting really emotional right now when I talk about cattle decaf and Rabba Vampiro. And, you know, as a father, you know, any father named Hugo likes tacos. But you sit there, you're lost in your land of danks, and you, you call for a LaCroix, and you missed, you really miss Corey and Scotty H, but then you think, what can I do? Why do I feel like Doug Pigman? And I just want to say, you know, who are you, Douglas Levison? That's what I said to myself in that prison cell. And, you know, you know, I looked up and I said, God, could you hear me? And God said, hey, guys, it's Josh. And I said, wow. oh, God. <laughs> wow, that's great. Well, this wraps up the Chris Garza podcast. Tune in next week when my guest is uh, Jared Fogel. <laughs> talking about all the all the people who wronged all his him. childhood trauma yes. uh all right that's our that's our podcast and how rough it is we, to be incarcerated <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show we will see you next week